Welcome to Choice Classic Radio. Like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, and help keep this show alive by donating at choiceclassicradio.com. For more of your favorite old-time radio shows, join us on our companion podcast, Choice Classic Radio Detectives, where we bring to you tales from the greatest detective shows the golden age of radio had to offer. And now... With 91 surviving episodes broadcast on NBC Radio from 1934 to 1957, we bring to you Lights Out. Ironized Yeast presents Lights Out, Everybody. Out brings you stories of the supernatural and the supernormal, dramatizing the fantasies and the mysteries of the unknown. We tell you this frankly, so if you wish to avoid the excitement and tension of these imaginative plays, we urge you calmly but sincerely to turn off your radio now. This is Arch Oveler. Tonight we tell you a story about two gentlemen, no, uh, two men, of the German army, the Nazi army. The scene is a bombing plane flying over England, but, well, first, Frank Martin has a question for you. Tell me this, friends. You wake up mornings raring to go, full of pep and spunk and ginger? If not, if you're thin and nervous, run down and always tired, don't give up hope. Maybe you simply need more vitamin B and iron than you're getting from your food. If that's why you're so all-in and miserable, try ironized yeast tablets. They give you both these vital substances, both vitamin B and iron. It's ironized yeast and its famous two-way help that's been of such amazing benefit to so many thousands of Americans with these deficiencies. Help them gain glorious new pep, new strength. Yes, and five, ten... Even more good new pounds, often in just a few weeks. That's right. The name is Ironized Yeast Tablets. And now, lights out. Everybody. Hauptmann. You are ready? Fertig, Herr Hauptmann. No, speak English now. We are almost there. And remember, from the moment your feet touch that blasted English soil, only English. Yes, Captain. Now, check your equipment. Parachute, rucksack, gun. All in order, sir. We should be there in a few moments. Now, remember, if for any reason I do not get to our point of rendezvous, or if I'm not there when you get there, you are to wait two hours, and then go on alone to Melford and carry out our orders. Understood? Yes, Captain. Pilot! Go ahead, Hartmann. Wir sind da. Drei Minuten mehr. Also, Bombenhöhle verlassen. Wird nicht sein, Herr Hartmann. 
hatch is open. It is time to go. Oh, uh, one thing more, Lieutenant. Yes, Captain? I uh, was ordered to tell you this just before we jump. If you are successful in your part of this mission, the general wishes me to inform you that the Führer himself will reward you. Now jump. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. Pilot, I'm going. Danke. Heil Hitler. Captain, you all right, sir? Not Captain, you fool. The name is Edward. Yours is Thomas. Understood? Yes, Edward. Uh, Oh, you are hurt. My foot twisted when I landed. Perhaps you had better Are you going to tell me what to do? Oh, no, sir. Give me your arm. Yes, sir. Oh? Uh, Yes, Edward. Half a kilometer down the road is the house. In the morning, Berkhoff will meet us there. But your foot... My foot will be all right. Infernal English climate. Faster, my dear uh, Thomas. The Englishmen have work to do. You see, my dear Thomas, you should never doubt what intelligence gives you. Ten, eleven, twelve steps... So, now's the key. You have not lost the key? Oh, no, sir. I have it here. Get the door open. Infernal rain. No? Open it. It is stuck, sir. Ah, here, let me. What's the matter with you? It is open. In, quickly. Well, now we can turn on our lights. Build a fire and make ourselves quite comfortable until Berkhoff arrives in the morning. Yes, Edward. There is no longer any danger of our being observed. Yes, Captain. Captain. What? I thought I heard. You heard what? Laughter. <laughs> Infernal flashlight. Give me yours. Yes, Captain. Now, walk on. This house is empty for years. You should know by now that our military intelligence makes no mistakes. Yes, Captain. I heard. <laughs> Door to the right. Remember your orders, Thomas. Yes, Edward. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Won't you come in by the fire? Uh, yes, thank you. Come, Thomas. Uh, my name is Burley. Uh, I am Edward Cooper. My friend Thomas Davies and I got lost in the rain. Uh, we thought this house was quite deserted. <laughs> deserted? Not for 500 years. Well, may I present Lady Burley? How do you do? How do you do? My great aunt, Mrs. Westland. How, How do, you do you do? Now, William, they can meet the rest of the family later. Does someone give them a drink? They're soaked to the skin. Here you are, gentlemen. Oh, yes, gentlemen, my son-in-law, John Pearson. How do you do? How do you do? Drink them while they're hot, gentlemen. Thank you. Really, you gentlemen should get out of your wet things. Would you like to go up there? Uh, no, no, thank you. We're quite all right, but confused. Confused? Yes, uh, 
Mr. Davies and I were told on good authority that this property hadn't been occupied for the past 25 years. My dear man, where do you think you are? Melford Towers. Good heavens, young man, you are lost. You certainly are. Melford Towers, that's two miles north of here. You're at Dorset Manor. Just took the wrong turn somewhere. Melford Towers, Mr. Carver. Uh, Cooper. Uh, Mr. Cooper, why in the world were you going to Melford Towers on a night like this? Please forgive our inquisitiveness, Mr. Cooper, but after all, Milford Towers is quite deserted, you know. Yes, we know. Uh, what do you mean, sir? Oh, uh, Mr. Davies here and I started quite early. Lost ourselves completely. It got dark and, uh, well, here we are. Oh, yes. Uh, John. Yes, sir, William. Ring up the constable. Yes, yes, of course. Uh, wait a minute. Why the constable? Well, it's quite obvious. Is it? Of course. Uh, ring up the constable, John. No, put up your hands, all of you. Oh, I say now. Oh, what is he going to do with the gun? What is he going to do with the gun? Make that old woman keep quiet. Hans. Hey, old uh, woman. Lieutenant Colonel Schanznehmen, the emergency Tolton. I said to keep your hands up. German, William. German spies. Not spies, old woman. German soldiers. You're in civilian clothing. German soldiers, Englishmen. Soldiers. Soldiers to rescue a soldier. William, what are they talking about? How long did you think we would permit you to keep our great Rudolf Hess imprisoned? Malhouse! Rudolf Hess! What are you? Shut your mouth! How dare you? You two! No, no, here. Now quiet, all of you! Nimsy, next, and Simmer and Schweitzer. Alle? Alle. Quickly. Go. All of you. Do as he says. Or do you want me to shoot? The next room, quickly. Well, I suppose... Well, Lieutenant, they are all dead here, Captain. No more wood. The room is warm enough. Yes, Captain. Ah. Now then, where was I? Oh, yes. Bearcorp will bring an automobile. We will then proceed to this point on a the map. There, a few hand grenades in the right place, and her Hess will be with us. Then we will... Lieutenant, didn't I just tell you no more wood on the fire? It's warm enough. Yes, Captain. Ah. Is it still raining out there? Oh, yes, Captain. The infernal climate... Yes, Captain. Yet, the weather is fortunate. Who will come here on a night such as this? Oh, yes, Captain. Uh, no matter. As soon as it is daylight, we will go. Seven in the morning, Berkhoff will be there. We'll meet him. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. Yes, Captain. Does none of this mean anything to you? No. No, never mind. You're a good soldier. You believe. You obey. Always, Herr Captain. I, too. So we will win, always. Yes, Captain. It will be most satisfactory, eh, Lieutenant? To tell about this little adventure when we get home. To come right in under the noses of the British and... What are you listening to? I... I don't know, sir. There's nothing. Lieber God, man, why do you stand there with your head twisted like an old woman waiting for... I heard... <laughs> be still. In the next room. Who? We will find out. And you told me there was no one left. There was no one. Come. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Won't you come in by the fire? Stay. 
Oh, lovely. Uh, my name is Burley. May I present Lady Burley? How do you do? Shot then. You said you shot then. Uh, my great aunt, Mrs. Weston. How do you do? Now, William, they can meet the rest of the family later. Someone give them a drink there. Soaked to the skin. I did kill them. You dirty liar. Here you are, gentlemen. Your drink. No! You blasted Englanders. What is this trick? Oh, yes, gentlemen. My son-in-law, John Pierce. Stop talking. This time you will die. What? Could you tell me the time, please? Uh, Twelve minutes after three. Why? How soon will we go? In the morning, in the morning. Do you want to get lost again in that infernal woods? No, Captain. What is the matter with you? Nothing, sir. No, I understand. Your dereliction of duty. You think I will report... No. Help me carry out our orders tomorrow. And the fact that you did not shoot those Englanders as I ordered will never reach the ears of Berlin. Anyway, they are dead now. You know that. I know that. It is ended. <laughs> Not again. It is they. No. I shot them myself. I saw the body's fall. It is they. No, it isn't. It cannot be. I'll show you. I'll show you. You see, they are dead. They... Good evening, gentlemen. Won't you come in by the fire? Ah! Ladies and gentlemen, a moment of relaxation, if you please, in this story of death while we all assure ourselves that we are who we are and where we are. And in this moment of reality, let's listen in on a very real problem of these war days. A woman is saying... Of course I want to keep up my war work. Every American does. Oh, but I'm afraid it's too much for me. I'm losing weight. I wake up mornings as tired as when I went to bed. I can't eat or sleep as I should. I'm, I'm so all in, I can't go on. But, madam, perhaps you don't have to go on like that. Maybe all you need is more vitamin B and iron. Well, how, how could that be? Authorities explain it this way. When you don't get enough vitamin B from your meals, you may have lost your appetite, not eat all you need. So you lose weight, lose your pep and ambition. Or your food may not do you the good it should. And when you don't get enough iron from what you eat, you may be weak and pale, feel only half alive. But if that's your deficiency... My advice is try ironized yeast tablets. Ironized yeast tablets? Yes, ma'am. They give you both vitamin B and iron. So when you need them, ironized yeast helps two ways to step up your weight and strength and energy. Yet the cost is but a few pennies a day. And talk about easy. Why, pleasant little ironized yeast tablets are an absolute cinch to take. Try them if more vitamin B and iron is all you need. Then see if pretty quick you aren't saying... It's glorious to feel so good. I've forgotten what tired means. Everybody says I look wonderful, too, since I've gained these nice pounds. How thankful I am for ironized yeast tablets. And now back to... Lights Out. The Nazi soldiers sit in the house of the family they have murdered. 
Lieutenant. Hans. Lieutenant, I'm talking to you. For hours you sit. Last you say something. I order you to say something. I have nothing to say, sir. Well, you can speak. You infernal fool, you. Why are you so afraid? You have your gun, your hand grenades, a knife. Why be afraid? Stop turning your head that way. Listen to me. There's nothing to listen to out there. There's nothing out there. Nothing, nothing. If they... They will do nothing. They are dead. Do you want to go into that room and see that they are dead? They are dead. No. Why should I have to convince you? Three times? How often must I tell you? I saw that same thing happen in a campaign in Poland. Poland? Why do you hold on to my words? Yes, in Poland. The first campaign, there were snipers in the village. We wiped out everyone, men, women, children. But the next morning, the vermin were there again. Uh We thought they were there. I didn't see them. Others did and went running through the streets throwing hand grenades. There was an explanation, of course. There is an explanation for everything. The men who saw, who thought they saw, were tired. Their eyes played tricks. I heard the doctors in my division talking. They said it was tricks of the mind. Those people are dead. They must be dead. You... You too are afraid. Blasted insubordinate idiot. How dare you? I'm not afraid. I'm afraid of nothing. If... If they would only come. I believe in the Fuhrer and his destiny. I can never be afraid. If... If they laugh again... Stop talking. I order it. They will not... My infernal leg swollen. Lieutenant, listen. To what? Not to anything. To me. Go in the next room. Look. Look. You questioned an order? You said they were dead this time. Why look it? I order you to go. Do not just sit there. Tell me what you're thinking. Tell me. I'm... I'm thinking that that maybe this is what I've always been afraid of. In Czechoslovakia, in Holland, in Belgium, in in France. This is what I always was afraid of. Of what? That someday I would wait for them. Them? I commanded a firing squad in Slovakia. We shot women. What's that got to do with this? In Belgium, too. Women. What are you talking about? In Poland, the the tank I was in was covered with the blood of the children and women. You blasted fool. You are a soldier of the greater German Reich. I think to myself, why don't I just leave you here and run? You would not dare. I think to myself, what is the use? Sooner or later, they would come for me. Who? Who will come for you? The dead. Shut your mouth! The dead are dead. We exterminate the vermin for the glory of the Great Reich. I always suspected you, Hans Miller, you weak-minded fool. I explained everything to you. Hallucination, always hallucination. I know what I will do. What? If they laugh again, I know what I will do. Yeah, yeah. Grenade. What are you going to do with that hand grenade? I hold it. Take your fingers off the firing pin. No. I order you. No. I am your superior officer. Put that grenade down. No. You maniac. What are you going to do? 
sit and wait. Oh, what? If they laugh again, we were wrong. You and I. You and I in the field. How dare you? All wrong. And I will pull out the firing pin and we will die. Put down the grenade. If we were wrong, I would rather finish it here, now, than wait again. You're crazy. No. That gun, put it down or I will pull the pin. All right, all right. I'll leave you here. I will go. My leg. You see, you will stay with me and wait. Hans, in the Thur's name, be careful. That firing pin is loose if you pull it, be... Do not be afraid. If they do not laugh again until it is dawn, I will believe what you said. That it was hallucination. Yes, yes, it was a hallucination. If they do not laugh again and it is day again, I will believe. If they do not laugh again... Sleep, sir. With you sitting there, grenade in your hand. Hans, listen to me. It is almost dawn. Not yet. It is almost dawn, and nothing has happened. They are dead. So put down that grenade, get our things together. Help me, and we will go on to Melford and meet Berghoff. When it is dawn. But in a few moments it will be day. I know it. Then wait for those minutes. If they do not laugh again, I will believe, and we will live. They will not laugh again. Never. Look. <gasps> On the wall. Light. The sun. Day. Not quite. I was right. And the fear. Right. No one can stop us. We are the chosen. Put down that grenade, Hansen. Listen. Listen. To what? To what? I, I thought that I said... They again. No. They again. Hans, don't put that ring. Hans, for God's sake. God. You said God. Listen. Listen to them. God sent them back. No, it is not them. Hans, put down the grenade. It is they. The dead come back to repay us for what we've done. No. Don't pull the trigger. It's not them. Wait, I'll prove it. I'll prove it. Oh, my leg. But I will get up. Wait, Hans. I'll open the door. I'll show you they are dead. Someone else in there. I'll show you. Show you. <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. Won't you come in by the fire? <laughs> you see, it is the dead! You were wrong! No, the grenade don't hunt! No!
morning, Vicar. Oh, uh, good morning, Harold. Lovely morning. Aye. Certainly rained last night. And that's thunder. What brings you out so early, Harold? Oh, me old woman told me she had an explosion or something just at daybreak, so I come over. Explosion? Aye. <laughs> uh, she must have dreamt it. Birds singing in the morning. No explosion here. Aye. <sighs> but I do wish they'd tear down these old ruins. It does no good leaving them stand there to remind us that Sir William and all his family were killed by a German air bomb three years ago. Yeah, three years ago last night. Mr. Obler, Mr. Obler. Miracle? And what's wrong with miracles? Everything around us is a miracle, but... More of that in a moment. And let me take the moment to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, if due to vitamin B and iron shortage, you're so miserably thin and run down, so weak and pale and exhausted that you're missing out on your work and in your fun, try ironized yeast tablets. Thousands who only needed more vitamin B and iron thank ironized yeast tablets for helping them gain glorious new pep and strength. And five, ten, even more pounds of good new flesh, often in a few short weeks. Ironized yeast is sold on this no-risk, money-back basis. If you don't quickly begin to eat and sleep better, to feel much stronger, peppier, and more alive, if, in short, you're not 100% pleased with the result, the cost of the first bottle will be refunded to you in full by Ironized Yeast, Box IY, Rawway, New Jersey. Just be sure you get the genuine, the one and only, ironized yeast. Look for the big letters IY on the package and on each tablet. And now, what about miracles, Mr. Obler? Well, let's consider a few. The air we breathe, that miracle of nothingness that gives us life. Uh, the miracle of intelligence, that we think a thing and then bring our thought to reality. The ability to think and in one's own mind be any place in the world in a split second, conjure up people, ideas, yes... All these things are miracles. Everything in life, including life itself, is a miracle. That, my friends, was literally what was said a long time ago on the subject by a man by the name of Napoleon. Well, I'm beginning to see what you mean. Now, Frank, to bring our miracles down to the present, how about the spirit of a people? Twenty-some-odd miles of channel water between them and the Nazi barbarians? A single night in which an area as large as the average American large town was ablaze with incendiary bombs, and yet... Those people won through to lead the fight. Or take the miracle of those three American boys in a float in mid-Pacific, on a raft, or, or the miracle of Stalingrad, or, or the miracle of an entire nation turning from a soft, easy way of life to an all-out production for war and victory. We, all of us, are living hourly in a series of miracles. And when the final victory comes, well, we can all look forward to that, that greater miracle of a world of free men working together for the good of all men. Now... It may seem a, a far cry from the miracle of heroism to talking about that war stamp book of yours, but there's another little miracle. Eight 25-cent stamps, eight hand grenades. Six 25-cent stamps, one winter combat helmet. Thirty 10-cent stamps, a pair of jungle fighting boots. An anti-tank mine for 15 50-cent stamps. A commando trench knife for 40 10-cent stamps. Now, in addition to putting your dollars... And the fighting lines to the payroll savings plan, 
you can get at the axis with your spare coins by buying war stamps. Every empty space you fill in with your stamp album adds to the rain of steel going into the camps of the enemy. Every time you fill your album and turn it in for a bomb, well, you turn it into a bomb. You turn the rain of steel into a hurricane. Your way to do more to help beat the axis is by buying enough stamps to fill the empty spaces in your stamp book. Then turn it in for a war bond. You can buy those stamps at your bank, your post office, your saving and loan association, your radio station, your picture show, your department store, your general store. It will bring on that in final, inevitable miracle of peace. And what about next week? Well, it's a story set a long way from here, the sea-swept island of Iran. Iran? Where's that? Well, that's in the North Sea. It's one of the weirdest places in the world, Frank, and the natives live as close to death as they are to the sea, which never stops tearing at the cliffs. Oddly enough, the story is titled The Sea. And if you like the chill of the unknown as much as I think you do, tune in next week. Yes, tune in next Tuesday again for Arch Obler's eerie story, The Sea. And if you need more vitamin B and iron, be sure to try ironized yeast, the one and only ironized yeast, with the big letters IY on the package and on each tablet. It is later than you think. When your face is chapped and wind-burned and shaving becomes a torture, don't grow a beard. Try mole. Mole brushless shaving cream doesn't vanish into your face before you've finished shaving. It stays on and forms a protective film between your tender skin and your razor. So you get a smooth, close shave and a mighty comfortable one, too. Get Mole, M-O-L-L-E, Mole Brushless Shaving Cream. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. That concludes today's episode. We'd like to thank you and remind you to donate at choiceclassicradio.com. Remember, your donations make episodes like this possible.